Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Hello everyone and welcome to Her Ice Aircraft. Flight number six will be cruising at an altitude of three floors above the ground today. Please remain in your seats for the next 30 to 35 minutes and then you will be free to move about the cabin, hopefully discussing what you've just heard. I'm your host for this flight, Peter Odney, and now I'll hand it over to our captain, Todd Hauk. Todd, Her Ice, episode six. Fill us in, Captain. Well, passengers, I'd like to thank you uh, being aboard a Her Ice uh, this is a podcast where we chat about uh, Minnesota girls high school action as well as players and stories. Uh, at times we also chat about hockey related topics and sometimes we even talk about non-hockey items. Uh, like Peter said, we are, uh, we are podcasting from Studio 1A at the YHH home office in Bloomington, Minnesota. And Her Ice is sponsored proudly by MAP, that's MAP Hockey. So if you're looking for the extra edge of, or an off-ice training opportunity, please check out uh, MAP Hockey, which is a big supporter of Her Ice as well as YHH. MAP has a great on-and-off ice training program uh, for all levels, squirts, peewees, bantams, uh, U10, U12, all the way up to U15 high school. And they also have a specific training program for goaltenders. So uh, if you have a goaltender, they love you, and they want to get your tendy even better. So why listen to me? Visit MAP.Hockey. For more information, Peter, what is shaking? Last week we didn't have much shaking in the rankings. So much is shaking right now, man. Well, they're shaking stuff, but the rankings that you put out on Monday didn't shake much. What did shake? Considering that we're flying, but um, tis mm. with this uh, aircraft theme, uh, I'd say there's some turbulence mm, in the class double A rankings. Minnetonka takes down Andover 2-1 to one to knock off the number one Huskies. When I was looking at that box score, all I could think of was that iconic announcement, down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier. And I thought, down goes Andover. But Minnetonka, with the big win over the Huskies, and then fades against Lakeville North in their next game. The Skippers go down to the Panthers 3 to nothing. So if you want to play the three degrees of separation, Minnetonka beats Andover, yep. Lakeville North beats Minnetonka. That Therefore... Lakeville North is better than Andover, number one in the state. If you really want to turn off the podcast at this moment, that's fine. Yep. Obviously, well, that's not what we're saying, but uh, kudos to Lakeville North for beating a team that could beat Andover. All right, so all those life preservers that just dropped above you, please put them back in the compartment. Make sure to secure your life preserver before securing a child. Yes. But in the meantime, we've still got about 28, 29 minutes. We're going to chat about a few other things that are going on in the world of hockey in the girls' world. A couple of games we want to chat about last week. Uh, we have some games of the last week that we kind of touch base with a little bit. Some of them were perfect. Some of them were not as perfect, but they were kind of uh, they were not too bad. First of all, let's talk about Warwood with a big victory over uh, Northfield last week in the in the score of a 4-1. to one. Both me and Peter had picked Warwood to win that. We knew the Northfield's on the way. It was a pretty tight game, though. Coming up, it was. And, and technically, uh, at the same time with Olivia Kuntz only given up. I'm sorry, Quinn. 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 Quinn, Quinn uh, get all There's a couple of Olivia's out there. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... She gave up a goal, so that was kind of a big deal. So Northfield able to break the seal, if you would, against the Warrior wall uh, in the net there. But Warriors able to come on top of that one, a 4-1 victory. So it keeps Warriors on fire. Uh, the biggest game, I think, of last week that kind of shook us up was that um, that Cambridge Isanti 5-4 victory over Rodgers. That stuff was kind of a monster because that kind of catapulted Cambridge and Blue Jackets up uh, to number one in the in the uh, Mississippi 8 conference. So 
one of the def- the better conferences. Both me and Peter had said that Cambridge was going to be victorious in that one, Rodgers. But don't snooze on Rodgers because they are definitely coming up. The Royals are going to be a squad you want to watch out for uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, another big one that came up was going to be the Blaine-Maple uh, Grove game. Maple Grove, even though they lost up. Uh, and over the week before, uh, but the Crimson flexed their muscles in that one with a 5-4. And again, when end time, it's Maple Grove and Blaine, uh, whether it's boys hockey, girls hockey, or Tiddlywinks. Uh, both <laughs> schools don't like each other, and so the Crimson prevailed in that one. I would totally watch those teams play Tiddlywinks. Chloe Corbin tied the game with a minute 41 to go in regulation and then won it with 150 left in overtime. Big shout-out to Chloe Corbin, who scored her first goal of the season uh, against Andover and scored two big ones against Blaine. Corbin could be a nice supplementary uh, scoring option for the Crimson. Oh, most definitely. Uh, in the last game, we kind of touched base with last week. This is the one we actually disagreed on. I was taking a chance <gasps> on the Elks from Elk River Zimmerman against Andover, home cooking. I thought Elk River. But unfortunately, uh, from my uh, betting perspective, the Huskies were uh, prevalent in that one. Matty Kaiser had a goal and assist in that one. Uh, uh, Kelsey King, the scoring machine for the Elks, <laughs> did have two <laughs> goals in that one. But that was the only two goals that they could muster. So uh, a tough loss for Elk River as they are definitely still a good team to pay attention to in the Northwest Suburban. Unfortunately, that when they came against the Huskies, and the Huskies were just a little bit, few more dogs in the fight than the Elks. So if, if the Elks want to take a positive from this game, outside of keeping it close with Andover, uh, they can factor in that they held the Huskies to one goal on five power play opportunities, yes. a total of 13 penalties in this game but a nice one for five effort by the Elks penalty kill hey another game that I want to quick throw out there too is a huge game it's a team that we've been kind of talking about the last couple weeks is at North Wright County Riverhawks uh, they keep buzzing no pun intended and flying high uh, they were able to knock off Buffalo it actually just happened uh, in a 3-2 victory uh, a couple pieces on that one is that both goalies were standing on their heads, literally. Uh, Buffalo's Kennedy Solar, hope I'm saying that right, had 36 saves in that game. And uh, the Riverhawks and the LaRose had 40 saves. And the big winner in that one was Sydney Lemke, who was leading the team in goals with 18. Uh, she had the game winner in addition to another one for the Riverhawks of North Wright County, which is a combination of those back home uh, of St. Michael Albertville and Monticello. 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 So that's a nice mix. So Riverhawks keep uh, keep on fire. So that was a big win for them, obviously, with the Mississippi 8, which is becoming, I think, one of the better conferences to peak at. Ooh, is that a tease? That's a tease. Is that a tease? That's a tease. So, you tease. All right. So let's jump away from the games a little bit. Let's talk about a couple of players last week that kind of blew our mind. They had some numbers which were some were astronomical in a game perspective and some were um, just nice, solid points for some really good squads. Peter, what's your first player of the game? I'm going to hit you with a little Mackenzie Borgery action. She is now the state's leading scorer with 14 goals, 35 points, and since our last show, Toddler, she's got two goals and 11 points. The junior forward is committed to St. Cloud State. It sounds like the Huskies are going to get a scoring venom. Oh, easily. Uh, Another player of the week that I want to throw out there too is Kate Bolin from Northfield. And I want to give a personal apology out there because I have really been tracing and tracking Jessica a bunch. But unfortunately, <laughs> the K-Bowling uh, is also a menace when it comes to uh, Northfield hockey and definitely helping them as uh, both of them are actually committed. Uh, Kate is committed to Michi- uh, Bemidji, I'm sorry. Uh, and the reason I want to throw her name out there as a player of the game because last night they had a monster game uh, as they uh, defeated Rochester Century by the score of 11 to 1. But more importantly, was Miss Bolin had two goals and not one, not two, not three, not four, but 
five apples <gasps> in that ball game. So she had herself a seven-point game. So uh, kudos to Miss Bolin and her seven-point night for the Raiders as they were victorious against uh, Rochester Century. I don't think she was accepting high fives after the game. She might have been accepting high sevens. Oh, she definitely that was. That was the worst joke I've ever made, and Which I'm going to apologize. challenging with opposable thumbs. Wow. Uh, another player last week that we want to throw out there, uh, Olivia Mobley had a great couple games for Breck. Uh, they didn't play a lot of games, and that's kind of interesting how we kind of look through these games and who's going to be teams we want to talk about. We're like, oh, how come? And I think we said this once or twice. How come you don't talk about Dunn a lot? You don't talk about Andover. Well, again, if we did that, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a lot of conversation. We would get bored with it. We would get bored, but we want them to give love to everybody. But giving some love to one of those bigger schools. So Miss Bowley did have a great uh, two games, as the Breck did have two big victories uh, within those two games. Uh, Miss Mobley had the double sixes, so she had six points uh, per game with three goals and three assists in both games, as Breck was victorious in both those games. So uh, kudos to Miss Mobley and her 12-point two-game week. And a quick note on Kate Boland, seven points in one game ties her for fourth all-time among uh, single-game points records with such big names as Annika Linzer, Gabby Hughes, and Natalie Darwitz. Oh, there's a blast from the past. Oh, so but I think it's great because if I go back as a kid listening and going, okay, who were the players that were in girls' hockey that were monstrous? <laughs> Darwitz and, Wendell. and the Broats. And Broats. And then it was anybody from South St. Paul. Maggie Fisher. And oh, then, take your pick from South St. Paul. Yeah, Maggie Fisher, like, Ashley Albrecht. And now it's great because now here we are in 2018, and I've got a spreadsheet which talks about all these players which are committed, which have got great points. Teams are doing well, so that's another kudos to why uh, Girls Hockey Minnesota is rising and becoming the greatest. It's not just three or four names. They're on the board that everybody talks about, and they want to see where they're going to go to college. We have so many that we chat about. So we've talked about the players of the week that we had from last week. So, if there again, there's somebody that's out there that you said – they had a great week, and you guys don't give me love because we're in a small school. <laughs> Please hit us up on Twitter um, at Youth Hockey Hub or hit me up on an email, which is yhhturney at gmail.com. I'd love to get some requests and some some fan love. Um, so please hit us up. In the meantime, instead of talking about just the players, let's talk about the teams because we have some games coming up. We have three Yeet. big games coming up between now and the next time that we chat with you uh, that we think are going to be some bangers of games, which you should definitely uh, pay attention to or visit. So, Peter, what's the first one you want to chat about? You know, I keep waiting when I do the rankings every week. I keep waiting to check Cambridge's game schedule and see a couple of losses. Maybe I'm just not convinced about Cambridge yet. But Cambridge has a chance to really prove themselves on Thursday night. They're going to travel to Eden Prairie mm-hmm. to play the Eden Prairie Eagles. If Cambridge, Isanti, Mora, Pine City can somehow come out with a win or a tie or even a close loss against the Eagles, then I will be convinced that the Blue Jacket Dragons Mustangs are for real. So that, that would be a huge win for a smaller program going up against the juggernaut of Eden Prairie. They definitely, and the leading score for uh, the, the Blue Jackets, I'll call them the Blue Jackets because I believe that's what they go by, is Madeline Skelton, who's got uh, 10 goals and 9 assists for the team. And their, their goalie, uh, which is Megan Gibb, who has got three wins this season. They kind of plutoned that, but they got a couple goalies. But she's a leader right now, and she's got a save percentage of 9-10. So um, not astronomical numbers, but again, when you've got a front line like uh, Cambridge, they definitely can uh, bring the puck and do some big things. And obviously trying to slow down Sydney Langseth, who's got 13 goals and 10 assists. For the Eagles, that's going to be a task 
by itself. Another game that I think is going to be a big one, and it's on Peter's chart. Don't get me wrong. He's got a bigger one. He always has that one that he just sits on for long, and he's drooling, and he's sweating because he can't wait to talk about It's going to be some bragging rights in the Mississippi 8. Mm, teaser. Remember that one before? Yes, you're following through. Big, big matchup on Friday night. I actually love it when there's Friday night lights, even though I feel this year <laughs> we've got a few more Friday night pucks than we've had in the past. I had a conversation uh, last night at the Kennedy game with a parent that I'm good friends with, and we're like, does it seem like there's a lot of Friday games this year? Like, and the boys and girls, there's about 15 games of each gender on Friday nights now, as opposed to just like 50 on Tuesday and 50. I like it. Spread the spotlight Sp- out a little spreads bit. Spreads a little bit. High school football's over, so now we can focus solely on hockey and basketball. But, uh, so, North Wright County will be hosting the Roger Royals. This is going to be a rumble. Why? Because... Uh, Mississippi 8 is a conference I think that we should be paying attention to. And a couple reasons why this is a big one, because one of the leading scorers for, uh, within the Metro East, is uh, Sidney Lemke, who has 18 goals and 9 assists for the Riverhawks. So they are definitely uh, banging against the drum, and obviously their goalie, uh, Anna LaRose, is doing a great job. She's got 8 wins. Her saves percentage is 9.23, so she is no slouch as well. So that's why the Riverhawks are definitely something to pay attention to, and Rogers Royals are coming in to their barn to see if they can take down the big Riverhawks. And so that would be a good matchup on Friday night. I think Riverhawks might be one of my favorite mascots. I love when they, they combo platter that, and that's why yeah. I love it so much is because it's like, you check out their Twitter file and it's just phenomenal because there's like, yep, I know the Royals, I know Eagles, and I know Lions, but when you get that combo co-op and you say, let's make it a little more interesting, Apple Valley, Burnsville, or I should say Burnsville slash Apple Valley, they've now been known as the Firehawks for the last two years <laughs> for the youth program. Awesome logo, awesome name. Kudos. You're going to co-op, you know? Let's make it exciting. Let's do something fresh with it, and I definitely love it. Definitely, it's a, definitely a love it. seamless transition. That Rodgers-Royals team that you just mentioned, two losses on the season. One was against Cambridge SNT Mora Pine City by one goal, and one was to Grand Rapids Greenway, uh, the number 10 team in Class 2A, and that was only by two goals, and that was on the road in Grand Rapids. So Rodgers, certainly no slouch. No slouch. You know what I realized? I think I had a little bit of a brain fart. I remember I talked before about Cambridge and that combo platter. Mm-hmm. Or did I say North Wright County was the St. Michael, Albertville, Monticello combo? North Wright County was the Monticello, yes. St. Okay. Michael, Albertville. want to make sure. So if you guys can duly note that on uh, minute uh, 14, I believe, of the podcast, <laughs> that that correction has been changed. All right. Uh, last game that we want to pay attention to. This is the one that Peter's been drilling over. Ba-da-da-dum, that's where he goes with <laughs> game of the week, game of the week, <laughs> game of the week, game of the week. What is that game of the week? It's Andover and Forest Lake. Todd, I've seen this game at least four times over the past five years covering girls high school hockey. This is going to be for the number one seed in section 7AA. The Rangers fell to the Huskies in last year's section final. These teams, these groups of players have been huge rivals since their youth days uh, playing each other in 12As and 15As. This is going to be a big game. The Rangers are undefeated at 8. No, they've got a couple of players in Brooke Remington and Rachel Golnitz who have got 15 points each. 1-5. And obviously, the Huskies have their scoring battalion. Of Jamie Nelson's got 20 points. Peyton Hemp's got 17. Gabby Krause has 17. There are just so many options for Andover in this game. But where I think Forest Lake may have the edge... Mm. Oh, this is, is Peter's edge. New the Nets. Allie Gaynor is undefeated on the season. She's got a goals against of 1-6-2, a save percentage of 9-19, and the game could come down to goaltending. 
and that's wow. where I think the Rangers have the edge. That's a hot sports take right there. That so is a hot sports If take. you're a betting man, which I know you don't really bet much. I mean, fantasy <laughs> football, that's betting. But if you're going to bet, say, um, a week of starting cars out in the cold with all your roommates, who would you say would win this game between Huskies and the Rangers? Hmm. That's when I got to think on because I don't know if I like my roommates nearly enough to start their cars. But if I had to bet on It's someone, on the line, though. That's why it's a great bet. Oh. You want to shave an eyebrow instead? I would rather shave an eyebrow. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Rangers in this one. I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. I like, I like the Rangers at home. You know what? Uh, I was leaning that way, but now you made me change my mind because I said the same thing about Elk River. <laughs> 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 and guess what? Didn't go against me, but... You know what? I'm gonna go with the Huskies because I they are uh, like you said they're a scoring battalion and I think they're gonna be really good. Hey, let's back up a I little think bit. That's let's a safe pick. I think so. It's safe. You know, I don't want to say it's the Adana pick, but when you have a lot of fish that can score and Forest Lake has got one really strong wall and some good fish, uh, Andover just got some bigger fish. But it's gonna come down to goaltending, which is a, a, a generic term. But if Forest Lake can just withstand that battalion, maybe two goals, keep them within two, maybe three, it's winnable for them. So defensive wins it. Uh, Rogers and North Wright County, who do you like? Oh, I like North Wright County in mm. this game. I got to take the Riverhawks, not just because of the name, but I think the team is just a little bit better than Rogers. Rogers up and coming, was one of my up and coming teams this week, so definitely they're on the cusp, but this is going to be a good game for them to see how far they are. Uh, last one, the Cambridge, Isanti, Mora, Pine City versus Eagles. Oh, no. I thought I had a hard decision with Andover and Forest Lake. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm taking this long to think about it. Cambridge, Isanti, Mora, Pine City. I, we're, we're going way out. We're going way out this week. I'm not taking the Eagles. I'm actually going Sorry, logic Eagles. before I'm taking Eagles because the rink is not that far from where they sleep. That's true. Cambridge, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, some of the northern teams, Warro's not afraid to take a six-hour bus ride and come down and kick anybody's butt in single A within the metropolitan area. So, um so, but I, I think EP is going to win that one just because of the home cooking, and that's going to give him advantage. Plus, I think Sydney's going to get the game winner. How about that? That's a parlay. Wow. 3 2. EP, Langseth, game winner. I think you're doubling down here. I uh, was. That's a parlay. I'm, t- I'm putting all my chips in that one. Eden Prairie coming off a 3 3 tie with Chaska, Chanhassen, and the stat that I really like mm. for in Cambridge's favor is that the Eagles surrendered. 36 shots. Granted, they had six extra shots in overtime. That's still 30 shots over three periods. If the Eagles are going to let the Blue Jackets shoot, I think they have a chance. Six is a lot in overtime if you think about it because usually you're ringing that stick a little tighter. Nobody's taking any chances. Sometimes you don't have a lot of offensive coverage or offensive chances. So six shots in OT, is ex- that's a pretty good number. That is good. I, I like Cambridge to be keyed up for this game. Mm, big key. Yep. You don't need keys for the airplane. Um, sp- speaking of airplanes, Sometimes we're on airplanes that uh, do some crazy things. I remember playing some video games when I was a kid. Uh, one of the, my favorites was 1944, which is an old fighter pilot. was a double down. And I remember going up and down the screen with my ball. But my question to you, Peter, as we have our talker segment just hitting us, is which of the stats do you kind of like jump on right away? Are you a big video game or video game-like stats that some of our key players and the gals are, are, are accumulating this year? Or do you look and go like, those are great numbers, but I really want to see what your stats are against competitive teams, which are more stronger teams, as opposed to the 507s where there's not as many 
good quality teams where the numbers can get jacked up. You can get a hat trick or you can get a, an assist trick on a given night. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? I think big numbers are nice to look at, but they don't really mean anything unless you're doing it against top quality competition. I mean, 30 points in uh, a weaker conference doesn't compare to 30 points in the late conference. If you're scoring... Uh, if you're sitting at you know 25, 30 points at this point of the season playing against Wyzetta and Dinah and Eden Prairie every other night, then I think that carries a lot more weight. I would assume that you feel the same way. I do, I, I, and I, I don't want to take anything away from somebody who can put the points. Like, for example, Olivia Williamson from Faribault. She's got the numbers in their video game-like numbers. Um, also, you can look at uh, Queen Coons, the goaltender for Warroad. She's putting astronomical numbers up there. Is she playing some of the toughest competition? Yes. Yes. But at the same time, you know, you get there might like, be a couple of games in there where she you get some 10, 12 saves. Shots. You're like, well, when your team's up five, six, nothing, your save percentage doesn't look that great. Right. But you're still shutting the door. And there's there's something to be said about astronomical numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a record makes it look a little better. But I think still you got to look at it with a little like not so much an asterisk, but go those are great numbers. But let's see what they are against maybe a little stiffer competition. And obviously, when you have a one fish team that gets into the section finals or gets to state. That doesn't work as well in your state. They don't like the one fish doesn't work as well. No, you'd rather shut. have five fish. Oh, you definitely <laughs> you want a you want a small school is what you want. You want <laughs> a school of fish gets you to state. School of fish. That's a nice way to phrase it. Perfect. I like it. Perfect. All right. Uh, well, right now we've come to the next segment that uh, we like to bombard uh, Peter with three questions because I'm so excited because three questions is just enough, enough time that we have uh, to see what his brain is going to say and, and things we've got in our mind. So first question for you uh, is Christmas lights. Are you a fan of colored lights or white lights oh dog i gotta go colored lights fun story my roommate's birthday was two days ago and one of his birthday wishes was to have the house decorated in full christmas regalia so his uh his friend becca put christmas lights all over our house and i walked in and i saw two not one but two trees all decorated there were lights everywhere and i just felt so much warmth in my heart and all the lights were colored lights oh very good i like soft lighting I, I'm kind of both. On the tree, actually, I like all white lights. I think it's classic. I think it's simple. <laughs> but on the outside of the light, I love those old-fashioned, I always call them 19s, like the big bulbs. That oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just trim. It doesn't have to be a lot of lights on there, but I always love just the simplistic of color lights, outlines the roof, outlines the door, outlines the window. That's all you need. I mean, Santa Clauses and all the bright lights and... I've seen some pictures on Twitter where there's like somebody set up with the music, so they play music in a speaker, and the lights bump with the beat of the song. <laughs> that seems like too much. And then it bumps up the side of the the, the like the, the wall of the house or goes up the roof to the same beat of the song. So, I mean, that's a lot of choreography, which is a little outside of my pay range, um, as well as my technological it, skills. It feels like someone who does all of that might be filling an emotional need around the holidays. I, I would throw a couple thousand dollars at your holiday decorations. Some people do that. Sometimes I look at my uh, my NSP bill or my center, <laughs> and it looks like I, I'm lighting up the whole neighborhood. Um, next question for you is, what is the best Minnesota girls high school non-lake oh, man. conference that we should be peeking at? Ooh, I could make a case for a couple of conferences, but I'm going to have to go with the Northwest Suburban. 
I like the Northwest. Blah, blah, blah. That I one like, too. That That's was my favorite. Bad. That was my favorite conference oh, right there. I got. I got. Because you know, blah blah has got a lot of points and can score anytime. Blah blah is a strong conference. No, in, in all seriousness, I'd have to take the Northwest Suburban. It seems like they've always got a couple of teams that can make some noise at the end of the year. Andover, Maple Grove, Elk River, Zimmerman, Centennial, even in the West Division. Uh, Champlain Park Coon Rapids is above 500. Osseo Park Center is above 500. Osseo Park Center is actually 3-0-1 in their conference division. But it it seems like uh, whenever Section 5 AA can make makes it to makes it to state, they can make some noise. So I like the Northwest Suburban. I like covering games out there. My favorite one besides the lake, which is a phenomenal lake. Is remember the teaser that I te- teased with once, not but twice. I still feel teased. You should. It's the Mississippi M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I-8 conference. And here's why. Every week, we keep talking about, hey, North Wright County. Hey, how about Cambridge Isanti Mora PC? And we keep talking about it over and over and over. And sure enough, they are slowly going to start beating each other up. And so that's why I love the conference because they are going to get to a point where kind of like the Big Nine is where you got Northfield and Mankato East and North and uh, um, Faribault. They're the top dogs, and they're going to start playing each other now, and you're going to get a little more competition, a little more 3-2, 4-2. They're going to get more than just the 11-1s against the bottom of the of the conference. So those three, I definitely see one of those definitely getting a state, and I love them because of that. And with the growth of the St. Michael Albertville youth program, even St. Michael Albertville just as a town is growing so much with the with those numbers. I think North Wright County could become a power just based on population alone. Oh, population alone right there. Exactly. All right. Uh, last of our last three questions I'll throw at you is your <laughs> favorite team nicknames. Now, I'm throwing out there because there's some great names. And I brought this up, obviously, because my mind is thinking Riverhawks and Firehawks. Uh, <laughs> and they've just got some, some great names out there with some of the co-ops. But then there's some just basic names that are you're a fan of. So what are some of your favorite teams? Now, it could be girls state high school hockey or girls high school or co-ops or it could be nhl ahl mm. so throw out there what are some of your favorite team nicknames that you have come across in hockey you know oh man i'm hesitating again whenever i hesitate other names just start clouding my brain but i think i'm gonna have to go i gotta go proctor hermantown mirage I think oh. it's different. I think it's a little different. I like Riverhawks. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. think it's a nice use of a bird mascot. But Mirage is something different. It's not an animal. It's not a um, a warrior. It's not uh, an aggressive animal. It's not a lumberjack, for instance, considering the Lake Superior Conference. It's a it's a Mirage. It's a, a trick on the eyes. It's a trick on the oh, Actually, that was actually a pretty good album back in 1974. Trick on the eyes? No Mirage. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the other thing, too, is weird because like it was, it was that trivia question. Name what is the 11 professional sports teams that do not end in an S. Oh, Oh, so you've got things like the Orlando Magic, the Minnesota Wild, Utah Jazz, Utah Jazz, yeah, the Boston Red Sox with an X, Chicago trick. White Sox, trick, yeah. So, um, another one that I, I that I keep coming back to, even though I'm a big fan of the simplicity, is even though they had to change, it was the Grand Rapids Thunderhawks, and I know that's the boy side, and Greenway and Grand Rapids have combined to be the Lightning, obviously. But I love Thunderhawks because it is a 
powerful. Thunder. And I know there's some old schools out there that were raising Grand Rapids, and they remember being the Indians, and that was when the, the Halloween machine was coming to the cities, and they took over the cities. <laughs> but I still love the Thunderhawks. But if I go outside of the high school, I am a big fan of – there's one of my favorites is the New York Americans, which is the AHL team. And I just love it because it's just simple, the Americans. The Americans. The Americans. I love it. It might be half Canadians, but they're going to call themselves If the you have Montreal, the Canadians, they take the entire country, even though anybody on that team, nobody lives west of Winnipeg. Come on. They can't be all. So believe <laughs> New York Americans, which is just simple, love the shield. What a, a great nickname as well. So you know, I, I picked Proctor Hermantown, and then I just Googled what a mirage is. Do you want to know what a mirage is? I'd love to. <laughs> An <laughs> optical illusion caused by atmospheric conditions, especially the appearance of a sheet of water in a desert or on a hot road caused by the refraction of light from the sky by heated air. That is my favorite mascot in all of girls' high school hockey. An incredibly long Google dictionary. See, post. it goes back to that song that I sang for you last week or two weeks ago. Remember, I said I've been in the desert with a, on a horse with no name. On a horse with no name. Because it's good to be out in the rain. No, he didn't see any rain because it was America. The name of the band was America, and he was out there seeing mirages. And he thought he saw rain, but he didn't see it. Because he was a horse with no name. He had no idea where he's at. He just thought he was in the rain. It's a mirage. He is. He's oh, getting man. silly, which is where we're going there, right now. There is a train that is falling off the tracks. <laughs> but so we'll, we'll save you. We'll spare us. Toddler, take us home. I am slowly going to uh, level off the plane. If you could please put your seatbelts on. We're preparing for a landing. As I've looked on the clock in the wall, and unfortunately we've come to the end of our program, which I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to thank you very much for being part of Her Ice, uh, which is a uh, – very appreciative of Peter with his inquisitive insight, his research, and his analyst. Uh, this is Todd Hauk, your captain of the day. I'd like to thank you for listening to episode number six of Her Ice because it's not his ice. So take care of yourselves and each other. Talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool. All about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool.